Gary Sanchez, owners, this is not going to be good for you. He's going to get a suspension. And Miguel Cabrera, owners, this will be good for you because he's going to get a suspension, and now you don't have to deal with him stinking up your lineup. So <laughs> there's that. But a lot more to talk about from baseball yesterday. Giancarlo Stanton, I mean, I still want to talk about him because in his last 54 games he has a 1,200 OPS. Uh, he's got 47 home runs, got a chance for the you know kind of record. And outfielders to add, outfielders to drop. Bullpen stuff to update you on, and of course, getting you ready for Fantasy Week 22 with some two-star pitchers. And do you have any hitter matchups to, to talk about yet? No, not yet. Not yeah. yet. You'll have to check it out on the site. Uh, top 10 sleeper hitters for the upcoming week, which will be week what is it? 22, 22? I think. Two? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, getting late, getting late. Yeah, top 10 sleeper hitters also have five best and worst matchups in that. Well, I'll tell you one guy if you want to go get him now. I don't I don't know what happens when Ian Desmond comes back, but Gerardo Parra is uh slashing 397 436 603 at home. They have mm, six home numbers games. Numbers have gotten week. worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> Since the last time I read about his home numbers, yeah, he was like batting 425 for a while there. No, oh, I guess they could only get worse, right? But still uh, very good at home. He's got six home games next week. Two of them are lefties. Desmond will be back, so maybe he only plays four games, but in a five outfielder league Gerardo Parra will definitely be in my lineup. Um, so there's that. Scott, uh, whew, Reese's Pieces is killing me. He did it again. You should have put in a claim or two for him, Adam. I guess so, but he some, is... Some podcast listeners have suggested Reese Lightning is a better Ooh. name than Reese's Pieces. Yeah, I like Reese Lightning. That is a good suggestion. Reese yeah. Lightning does it again. I, uh, you know what? I'm gonna skip around and go to an email here. Somebody said, sure. "Who should I drop for Reese Hoskins?" Let me see if I can find this email. Uh, okay, well, Craig Sherman from Middleton, Middletown, Delaware says I picked up Reese Hoskins. Do you think rest of season he could be better than the following players? I'll just list the names. You tell me. Could Reese Hoskins be better than Eric Hosmer? Yes, he could be. I mean. He could be better than a lot of players, so I don't know if that's the verb we want to go with. Could be. Do I expect him to be better than Hosmer? I have him just a little behind Hosmer. Cody Bellinger. I think he could even be better than Bellinger rest of the way, yeah, but I obviously rank him behind. How about Josh Bell? Well, yeah, definitely ahead of Bell. Okay, and finally, I think it's an easy one, Eric Thames. <laughs> yep, moved him ahead of Thames. 
I was even planning to before yesterday's home run, but now he now that Reese Hoskins he tied Trevor Story and Carlos Delgado for the most home runs through 15 career games with eight. So he is he is in on a on a on a record home run binge here to begin the career and with about as many walks as strikeouts. His two strikeouts yesterday actually gave him more strikeouts than walks finally, so I can't say he has more <laughs> walks now, but it's close. Okay, so Hoskins is killing it right now, and yeah, you definitely got to pick him up if he's still available, even in 10-team leagues. Reese's Pieces, Reese Lightning. What stood out to you yesterday, Scott White? So many things stood out to me, Adam. So many things. I was happy to see another fine start from Jake Junis. I feel like maybe his upside, he's not getting enough credit for the upside he possesses. And three of his last four starts have been good. The one that wasn't was pretty awful. Actually, I think that was a relief appearance. The oh, bad okay, one. so a long relief appearance. Yeah, in there. so all of his last three starts, Jake Junis have been very good, and he's 13% owned. Yeah, his numbers in the PCL are... If considering he's kind of a no-name prospect, you'd be surprised the numbers he's put up in the PCL this year. He had a 292 ERA, 107 whip, 10.9 strikeouts per nine innings versus 1.9 walks per nine. So Jake Junis, I think, may be bordering on mixed league relevance here. All right. Keep an eye on Jake Junis. Does he have two starts next week? I don't think so. I think he's a one-start guy. But uh, we will check on that for you. Um, all right, we'll get to yeah, oh, start. You, you know it's well, who's it against for Junis? It's against Tampa Bay. All right, not bad, man. I'll tell you, the Conforto thing really stinks. What really do you, does. What do you tell the Michael Conforto owner in a dynasty or keeper league? I honestly don't know. I could not find a comp for this particular injury because it wasn't. It was. It was initially reported a dislocated shoulder. Okay, that's bad. Probably puts him out for the season as late as it is, but he'll get over that, right? Later. It's also revealed he tore uh, a shoulder capsule. Right. And I feel like I've heard of that injury before, but not a lot. I wanted to see, obviously, what kind of uh, what kind of comparisons there are to get, get an idea of what we're dealing with for Conforto. So I Googled MLB shoulder capsule surgery, and the names that popped up were John Danks, Johan Santana, Dallas Braden, Sean Marshall, Mark Pryor. Oh, so his velocity all, all, is going to go way down next year. <laughs> well, they are all pitchers. <laughs> yeah. But they were all pitchers who at one point in time we thought were really good and then suddenly fell off the face of the earth. I so, don't know if I can. All right, you can continue I, your, I point. Continue your point. I don't know either. The problem is we can't really find a hitter comparison. Right. And Conforto, uh, it was to his non-throwing arm, which is also a good thing. But because he bats opposite of what he throws, he's a left-handed hitter, right-handed thrower. His top hand is on the bat is actually his non-throwing hand. Power comes from the top hand. So that's the shoulder uh, that that that's going to impact him most of the plate. And just... Even though it's all pitchers and he's not a pitcher and we can't really know how that's going to affect him, can't be encouraged by the fact that this shoulder surgery was, for all intents and purposes, a, a, a career ender for these pitchers. It's, yeah, it's a bad. scary prospect in keeper leagues. 939 OPS for Conforto. Only the number 27 outfielder in points, number 25 in Roto, but he missed some time. He hasn't played in 17 of the Mets' 126 games. Also, I think he kind of fits the category of 
guys who give you almost no steals, and that will hurt them a little bit. But Conforto, I'm assuming, with full health, would have been around number 20 outfielder going into next season. Is that fair? Yeah, I would imagine he'd be like maybe a sixth-round pick in a 12-team league and one who was thought to be on the rise. I I honestly don't know. Somebody gave me, uh, I think it was eight keepers he wanted me to choose from, and he gave me like a list of 12 names. And Conforto was one of those names. I was opting for John Lester over him, uh, who, you know, is a good pitcher, obviously, but in his Mm mid-30s. Um, Travis Shaw, I was going to keep him over Michael Conforto. It's just, it's, it's, it's easy to overreact when the injury first happens, but this, this is very upsetting. Well, uh, we'll get to some more news and notes now, and yeah, that stinks for Conforto. Terry oh, Collins. By the way, yeah, by the way, this is also the injury Julio Urias suffered. Uh. So, so that makes you feel not so great about him. Too. Do you do you want Brandon Nemo or in a or Nemo in a um in an NL only league? I uh, do not. No, he's no, no good. He's had an awful time at AAA this year and doesn't really seem to have any power. Former first round pick, but that's the best I can say for him. Terry Collins not expected back next season for the Mets, according to John Heyman. No structural damage for Zach Britton, but he still still may go on the DL. Uh, Brian McCann returned. Evan Gaddis did not, but Gaddis should be back today. I don't know. Are they home today? I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know the geography well enough. But I, the hurricane, I hope you know. Hope everybody's mm. safe in in Texas. Uh, something to keep an eye on. If there will be any cancellations, um, Jose Altuve left with neck discomfort. He's a little bit worried. Altuve. He's never had anything like this. Ultimately doesn't think it's going to be a big deal. By the way, they're on the road. They're at the Angels, so never mind. Um, but Altuve, a little concerned about the neck. Let's call him day-to-day for now. Same with Mookie Betts, day-to-day with a bruised knee. Yuan Moncada left with shin splints. Chris Bryant returned to the lineup. Carlos Santana did not. Max Scherzer could pitch on Sunday. All right, I got some more standouts for you. How about good old John Carlos Stanton? Another home run. He's now batting 284 with 47 homers and only 100 RBIs. Uh, but in the 30, in the 53 games before this, he was batting 301 with 28 homers, 1200 OPS, and then he homered again. So, uh, you know, I just feel like sometimes we take people for granted. Great fantasy players. We don't talk about them enough. Uh, Stanton continues to have his best season and he's been the number one outfielder for a while. Well, over a stretch for a while now, a long stretch. It's basically almost 55 games of him being just Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah. Might end up with more home runs than Babe Ruth that Ruth ever hit in a season. So call your shot. Sixty-two home runs. Will he get there? <sighs> no, he won't. Fine. Sorry to be a buzzkill. Fine, I'll take the. I, I mean, I agree with you, but I'll. I'll also. I'll say yes, just to just okay. to make it interesting. Aliven things up. Of course, Babe Ruth's career high was sixty, which yep. Roger Maris broke. Uh, two outfielders, Scott, who keep hitting. Byron Buxton, another homer. Pretty good matchups next week, but only two lefties. He's been better against lefties, especially with the OBP. I don't know if I buy that. I I feel like it's just probably face lefties during his hot streak. I don't know. It's not so much better. Uh, and Curtis Granderson. Next week, five righties, one lefty at Arizona and at San Diego for Granderson. He homered again. Uh, he's slugging over. He's OPS is over a thousand in August. Um, Buxton, Granderson, sixty-four percent owned, forty percent owned respectively. What are you thinking here? 
Well, it's actually um, a seven-game week for the Dodgers because they have a doubleheader Saturday. Oh, so okay. six righties. Oh. And I, I imagine, you know, you wouldn't expect somebody as old as Granderson to play both games of the doubleheader, but the lefty is in one of those games. So he he'll, he could start six games next week, and I think as hot as he is, he's absolutely worth playing. Uh, as for Buxton... I mean, I I don't know that he's going to crack my top ten sleepers. Um, the matchups are pretty good. I'll have to see exactly where they fall within the top five if they're in it at all. They come up with ten hitters I like more for this week. But this this could legitimately be a breakout for Buxton. The strikeout rate has been down to still high, but kind of a normal high level for Buxton, a survivable yeah. high in it's, August. Yeah. This and, reminds uh, me of, of of Aaron Judge, though. Like, oh, yeah, his strikeout rate is good. It's you know, it's like 25%. That's not so bad. And then now he's striking out a ton. Like, I don't know. Well, I made the comparison last time we talked about Buxton to last September when he had a great month. Yeah. And uh, he was striking out still 33% of the time that month. So the, the fact it's down to 25 now shows there's – potentially growth in, in in even that area and that might be that might be the key uh I, I don't know yet i'm just it seems plausible enough that i'm willing to entertain the possibility did you did you pick one between buxton and granderson yeah granderson granderson okay well let me go to another email fantasy baseball at cbsi.com it's about buxton among others it is the conforto owner where are you, Conforto Ono Conforto owner email? Ah, here it is. Reggie from Charlotte. Our boy Reggie from Charlotte. Dear Anthony, Chad, and Josh. Went with Josh instead of Flea. Very interesting choice. In the playoffs in a points league. Conforto out. I need an outfielder. Who do I take? <clears throat> Margot, Steve Pierce, Markakis, Dietrich, Buxton, or Kepler? Margot, Pierce, Markakis, Dietrich, Buxton, or Kepler? And he said it was a points league? Yeah. Buxton clearly has the most upside, but because it's a points league, I think I'm going to go Markakis there. Once again, unsung points league hero. He has outscored... Uh, well, he's outscored, um, man, let me see exactly where he ranks here. He sucks, but you're right. He, he does kind of suck, you're but right. he's you're just right. so good at the, that format. His, his skills happen to play well, uh, with the, when you factor in strikeouts, when you factor in every kind of extra base hit and not just home runs, walks, uh-huh. he excels in those areas. He's 41st in points leagues, so not as high as I was thinking, but still pretty good. Here it's time for an impromptu segment called Adam suggests something that Scott will never agree upon. Okay, I like it. I think that I don't know if I really think that, but I'm going to throw it out there. I think that you know I don't. Uh, definitely not. We should start <laughs> devaluing walks in points leagues. They are worth a full point. I think they should be worth a half a point going forward. That's dumb. Why? A single's worth a point, right? A single's more impressive than a walk. Swing the no, bat. It's not. Put the damn bat Come on the ball. On. Uh, single. You're, you're messing with the basic tenets of sabermetrics if you make that claim. You don't think singles are, are more valuable than walks? To, to a small degree because the other runners at base could potentially yeah, right. move up even if there's, you know, a guy on second, nobody on first, a walk. Just puts a guy on first. A single probably scores the guy. So yes, singles are slightly more valuable than walks. But 
you get a point for the RBI too if you drive that guy in. So that's already factored into the scoring. Yeah, but you, you, but what about the guy who goes from first to third on your single? What about the times that, that there's an error in the outfield and now you just took second base on the single? It doesn't make out walk half as valuable as a single. It might be 90% as valuable as a single. You want to go .9 for a walk? I'm tired of Mookie Betts being a top five outfielder. <laughs> you just want to drag him down. I guess. I just like, because we have so many damn walks now, you know, we're, we're at the tree through, truth. Three true outcomes of baseball. Start swinging the bat. Hit some damn singles, people. Stop walking. It's so boring. And I think, if CBS changes their point scoring system, I think it will have a ripple effect through baseball, and guys will start hitting more and, and walking less. Scott, you you give us too much credit, Adam. I do, but you know I'm biased. Uh, I mean, Bet's basically been a five win player this year. A lot of it's defense, but uh, you know it's not like he's been a bad offensive player. No, oh certainly not. But tenth sounds better to me than fifth, based on what he's done. Uh, so I am biased towards CBS. You know I'm also biased toward Indochino. Today is not only a Kokomo Friday, it's an Indochino Friday. Indochino is making it easy to get a perfectly tailored suit at an incredible price. And my friends, with their fancy, like, lawyer jobs, no offense to lawyers, they pay like $1,000 per suit for tailored suits, but not anymore because I turned them on to Indochino. In fact, my buddy uh, the other day said he's going to Indochino. He's going online to Indochino.com. He lives in New York, so he might be able to actually go to the showroom. You should check. There are showrooms in your area. But go to Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O, and get a premium made-to-measure suit for $379 and free shipping. So that's 50% off plus free shipping. FBT. Enter FBT at checkout. I love my Indochino suit. I want excuses to wear it. I have to get another Indochino suit. I can't keep wearing the same one to every special event, but you're going to want to. You're going to want to wear it to weddings. You're going to want to wear it to work. You're going to wear want to wear it anytime you need a suit. Your Indochino suit's going to fit you better than anything that you got off the rack. You're just going to love it. You're going to feel good in it. You're going to look good in it. And you customize every single detail, the pleats, the pants, the jacket linings. You get your monogram on there. Just submit your measurements, place your order. And everybody, 379 bucks with our promo code FBT at checkout. 379 bucks at Indochino.com. Free shipping, 50% off. FBT at checkout. You're going to love it. In the bullpen, kind of interesting. Sean Doolittle was used in the eighth inning. I think it was just facing lefty Scott. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, Kinsler, Kinsler blew the save in the ninth, so, yeah. <laughs> and, and Doolittle himself allowed a run in the eighth, so that just went magically for the, for the Nationals. Yeah, it was great. You get Dusty Baker, you get him to do something that's, uh, <laughs> not in the book, and this is what happens. So he, he didn't rule out doing it again, but, you know, obviously for fantasy purposes, we'd rather him not do it again. Damn right. Uh, Greg Holland got a save. They stuck with him. He didn't strike anybody out, but he got a save. Jerry's Familia will be back today. Where do you rank Familia at closer? I'm not sure he will be closer right away, so he's uh he's not particularly high in my rankings. I think he is I can tell you exactly what he is with a couple clicks of the mouse here. I have him thirty third about four spots behind AJ Ramos. But so. that that includes Sparps or no? That does include Sparps, yes. Okay, so he's probably, what, closer to like 25th? There's not that many Sparps. There are more than I thought. There's Severino, Godley, uh, Corbin, Duffy, Duffy, and Bundy. Corbin. That's it. Duffy. 
Duffy. Yep. Okay. That's it. Five. Only five in there. All right. So twenty eighth. Um, for Familia. Yeah, I think you have to be concerned. He's first of all they they stink. Second, he's it's a long layoff here. Uh, I I don't think that he's he's necessarily familiar. He's going to go back to being great, even when he becomes the closer. Is that fair well, concern? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I I I think we definitely want to see him prove it first. I think the Mets do too. I would give the chances of him being their opening day closer next year. I'd, I'd put that at close to a hundred percent. But I do still think Ramos is going to lead the team in saves from today forward. No, what I said is that I'm not convinced that he'll come back from this injury this year and be great. I No, I heard you. Oh, okay, okay. I heard you. Um, uh. And I don't know either. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Kenley Jansen got what Dave Roberts called a paid vacation yesterday. Just got the night off. Brandon Morrow got a save. And it seems as if David Robertson was going to be used as the closer if that situation came about. But... Stupidest thing in the world. Delon Batances got thrown out for throwing a pitch off the helmet of James McCann when it was clearly unintentional. He got thrown out and Robertson had to come in, but that was the seventh they used Batances, who got the loss. I think he threw one pitch and got the loss, maybe two. Um, brawls are done. Clearly unintentional, huh? Clearly? Yeah. Yeah, look, man. Six to six. They just come back. They tie the game. Six to six. They're in a pennant race. They need to win. You don't put the leadoff hitter on. You don't do it's that. Not smart to. I don't know that it'd be the first time it happened. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, I don't think nah. you can't get yourself thrown out in that situation. It just killed the kills kills the bullpen. Yeah. All, all right, Sky. Let's uh, let's get the dropo meter out. Zero to ten. How droppable are these guys? Ryan Zimmerman, one for his last twenty, but he has good matchups next week. I'll give him like a three. Jose Bautista. That's uh. Gosh, it's pretty close. If to I'm a gonna 10. go a ten on anybody, I think it has to be him. Yeah, I'm done. It's amazing, he's still ninety four percent owned and seventy five percent started. Because stupid people like me. Uh, Corey Dickerson, last three games, five for eleven with two ding dongs. Yeah, seems to be coming back around. I'll still put it at like a five. Okay, uh, Corey Dickerson, so five for Scott. Rafael Devers, one for his last nineteen. Mm, go four. Not not willing to not ready to drop Devers. Nope, nope. There were there was too too many uh, too many encouraging signs early on. He's still batting over three hundred even with this mini slump. Nomar Mazzara, eighty seven percent. He's like a nine, a nine. I could take him or leave him. He's uh, in a five outfielder league, five outfielder roto league. I haven't been consistently starting him in that even. Dating back to April. Nomar Mazzara, we said? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's... He's got three lefties on the schedule next week. And he can't hit lefties. So, 87% Mazzara's been so over-owned. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, 65% owned. One walk, 27 strikeouts so far. But got four steals and three homers. He might be like a seven. Uh, the, the fact that, yeah, one walk to 27 strikeouts just is not... At all what I expected from him. I thought he would be, you know, a, a contact hitter on the level of like Lindor and, and he hasn't shown that. So maybe, you know, as hard a time as we gave the Mets about not calling him up for months when it looked like he was ready, maybe they were right to hold him back because it doesn't, based on that stat alone, it doesn't seem like he's quite ready. 
And Corey Spangenberg, eight games since homering uh, four times in three games. He was all the rage. Spangenberg is five for 28 with one walk to 11 strikeouts. Mm. Drop a meter for a guy who's 30, yeah. 30, 33% owned. I, I don't know that it's, it, it might just be 10 on principle. I just wanted to put some other names in the notes. We can't yeah. talk about the same guys all the time. I think I'd probably rather own Bautista than, than Spangenberg. The two tens there. Okay. So depends on what I need, of course. But uh, Bautista himself is now dual eligible, so that helps his cause. You know, let's do a segment called Catching On, Scott. Which position do you think Catching On is about? Pitchers. Yeah, no. Catchers. JT Realmuto is the number three catcher in fantasy. He's uh, heating up, man. Three home runs in his last seven games. Only batting 200 in August, but... Four homers, two walks, 19 strikes. It's been a weird August for him, but he's gotten hot. And Yasmani Grandal. was an inside the Parker. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loaded around, loped it to first base, and then still managed to make it all the way around. Catcher. Yas- fast. Yasmani Grandal, four home runs in his last seven games. Number seven catcher in fantasy so far. He's way behind number six, Salvador Perez. There's a big drop. Uh, after yep. the first six, but Grandal is number seven. It's strange. He's batting 262 with 18 home runs and 25 doubles in 99 games, but the runs in the RBIs are low, and, and Grandal sits almost every time against lefties. Yeah, he is kind of... When we, when we talk about the handful of catchers who are worth owning, which, which by the way, is growing, uh, not... The handful of catchers who uh, who make an honest to goodness difference for your fantasy team—that's how I should have phrased it. It's a growing list. I, I I would add Yadier Molina to it. I would add JT Realmuto to it. Salvador Perez has been there all along. And then there's that line, and Grandal's on the other side of that line. He's probably the best one on the other side of that line, so that makes him must own by default. But he's not really a game changer. So what do you think about Real Muto next year? Now in the last two seasons, Real Muto's been a top six catcher, and now right now he's a top three catcher. He plays all the time. They got him playing first base a little bit. That might change when Bohr comes back. But um, what do you think about Real Muto going into next season? I think he's legitimately good. I think he's kind of what Jonathan Lucroy used to be. And that's that's what I hoped he'd be become when when he first reached the majors. The power numbers weren't that great in the minors, but I thought, okay, there's enough to work with here, and he makes enough contact that I could see him developing just enough, enough power to become a standout at a weak position, the way Lucroy did, and, and that seems to be happening. So he'll be top five heading into next wow. year, probably draftable in the round 10 to 14 range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you catcher. All right, uh, here's a new segment. <laughs> you seem bored by that answer. No, I just like he is going to be a top five catcher, but I'm not going to take Real Muto. I don't think. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to be right. pretty all in on Gary Sanchez next year. His price will be exorbitant, but uh, I just yeah. He yes, Gary Sanchez for everyone. Um, welcome back. New segment, not a new segment. We've done it before, but first time in a long time. Welcome back, Steven Strasburg and Robbie Ray. In mid mid-season form, Strasburg uh, was cramping a little bit, or he would have pitched even deeper into the game. Six scoreless with seven strikeouts at Houston. Robbie Ray, five innings, one run, nine strikeouts, 94 pitches at the Mets. I don't know. Anything to say about these two fellers? It was nice to see. 
I actually want to check your work here because I was under the impression, yeah, this was actually Strasburg's second start back. Wow. Two earned runs and six with eight strikeouts in the first start. So Good two, for me. two great that's, starts that's since returning off the deal for him. Real stellar work by, uh, by yours truly here. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's no, fine. Welcome back, Steven Strasburg again. I just I didn't welcome him back properly the first time. So clearly not. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that we got that in there. Well Robbie Ray though, that was good to see him come back and just be awesome. Yep. Yep. That, the liner to the head. It wasn't really the most exciting day in baseball. Like Mitch Moreland hit two home runs. He's hit three in his last two games. Do you care? No, you don't care. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was super hot at the beginning of the year, but he's 25% owned. I don't think you're telling people to go pick up Mitch Moreland, are you? No, you're not. I'm not. No, you're not. In the AL only leagues. And you're not either, it no. sounds like. I, no, Chris, I was I was talking to you, but no, I wouldn't. Chris Sale got pummeled, but what are we telling people to do about him? Chris Sale stinks against Cleveland. It's weird. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has for his career. He has an ERA over five against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. And guess who Chris Sale is going to pitch against in the postseason? May very well be Cleveland. Probably will be. I mean, I still think the Astros will hold off the Red Sox, and then the Red Sox and Indians will play in round one. Kluber Sale game one, Scott. That's awesome. Sale's going to get the Clayton Kershaw postseason reputation based on this. Yeah, we maybe. haven't seen. Have we seen Sale in the postseason no. before? I don't think no. we have. Definitely not. Yeah. I don't think so. But then again, I did forget that J.D. Martinez was in the National League when he was with the Astros, which was ah, yes. why he homered against every team. Yes, yes. The Astros in the NL. Do you have a magical time. Do you have any prospects you want to talk to us about, Scott? I have one I can talk to you about. Hit me with it. Uh, that's That's different from what we talked about last week, and that's Jack Flaherty. Of the Cardinals, who you could argue is even a better prospect than Luke Weaver. I think it's pretty close. I'd probably rank Weaver ahead of him myself. But former first-round pick and throws a little harder than Weaver. This year, between AA and AAA, 213 ERA, 102 whip, right out of strikeout per inning. And there's a chance he's going to take over for Mike Leake on Saturday. Going to start instead of leak, leak removed from the rotation. Don't know for sure that it's going to happen at all. And even if it does happen, there's a chance it's just kind of a one turn, uh, you know, give leak a, a turn off situation. But I think there's a chance also that Jack Flaherty is just taking a regular turn to close out the year. So if you missed out on Weaver, that's somebody you might want to take a flyer on. Interesting. Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals, and the fact that they're willing to remove Leak from the rotation means, you know, maybe that even if Adam Wainwright comes back, Luke Weaver could stay in the rotation, which would be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good chance of that. It's a big question mark of whether you can trust Weaver to make two starts. The second one would be at San Francisco, which would be amazing. But if Weaver is just a one-start guy at Milwaukee— are you going to start him next week? And, and Weaver is now up to 59% on, up 10% from yesterday. Well, I don't think we're going to get a clear enough answer before lineups lock. So I will I will roll the dice on him just making the one start for the possibility of him making the two, especially mm-hmm. since that second start 
would be against the Giants. So yeah. from that perspective, yes, I'd be willing to start Weaver for just the one start at Milwaukee. Under normal circumstances, maybe not, but going to roll the dice on that second start. Now let's go back to the rotation. You mentioned Chris Sale. I got some other pitchers that I want to talk about. Michael Fulmer. Michael Fulmer is the number 24 starting pitcher in points, number 27 in Roto. He struggled in three of his last four starts, and he is at Colorado next week. Wah, wah. Yeah, starter sit, Michael Fulmer. Rather not start him. Rather not do that. Yeah, I do, do you like Michael Fulmer? I mean, I know that you don't like low strikeout guys, and that's exactly what mm-hmm. Fulmer's been. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, he was on my preseason bust list, and for several months that seemed like a terrible call, but I don't know, I don't know, it seems to all be catching up to him now. Obviously there have been some health issues there too, uh, that may have just as much to do with it, but yeah, in, in today's landscape, I really don't trust pitchers who don't miss bats unless they're extreme ground ball pitchers like Dallas Keuchel level. And Michael Fulmer, he's, you know, he's a okay ground ball pitcher, but he's not that. And he's not as good of a strikeout pitcher as Keuchel to begin with. So it's, it's really, it's really hard to find pitchers with the, the kind of peripherals Fulmer has who are, are and have been as successful as he has. His FIP, which of course takes into account the fact that he leads the majors in home run rate, lowest home run rate. I don't know how sustainable that is, but theoretically it's supposed to be something a pitcher controls. His FIP is 360, and his ERA is now 369. So he may have normalized as much as he's going to, and and still be a you know a fine pitcher. But yeah, I I don't see him. I don't really think he has top 25 ability even though he's pitched like that for most of the year. That is Michael Fulmer we're talking about. Jose Barrios, fooled you! Fooled you! He had a brilliant start against the Diamondbacks last time out, and he stunk it up against the White Sox yesterday. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing, but it wasn't very good. Three earned runs, five total runs, and five and a third, but it did have nine strikeouts. Barrios gets the White Sox at home next week. Would you start him against the White Sox who he just struggled against? Yeah, I would. I think there, obviously there's been a lot of hit and miss with Barrios lately, but there have been enough hits in there that even with, that I'm going to just trust him with the good matchup, even though this time, you know, it could have been worse too. He had nine strikeouts in five and a third innings, only three earned runs. It wasn't a quality start, but it was, it was not enough to scare me away from his next matchup with the White Sox. Dallas Keuchel. All right. Looks to be back to uh, doing his thing. Yeah. Mm hmm. Trevor Bauer, yep. were you satisfied? I you probably weren't. Five and a third, no. four runs, seven no. seven hits, and three walks against the Sox. But he eight strikeouts. Yeah, I said YOLO yesterday in recommending people start Bauer against the Red Sox, and this is the trouble with YOLO. Yes, you do only live once, but you only die once too, Adam. Mm-hmm. People don't think about that. Yo Yodo. <laughs> Well, Bauer's at the Yankees next week. That's a tough, tough place to pitch. Um, I think, you know, it might come down to whether or not Gary Sanchez is in the lineup, to be honest. If he's not, I'd feel better about Bauer. Starter sit Bauer. I would sit him. Alex Cobb, 83% owned, comes off the DL. Oh, he could have been in Welcome Back. Welcome back, Alex Cobb. Four and a third. It would have been more appropriate. Yeah, he would have. 
Four and a third scoreless. Another guy is not missing a lot of bats, but he had a 307 ERA and 11 starts before going on the DL, the, the, the most recent 11. Uh, but only 44 strikeouts and 73 and a third. Yeah. What do you think, Alex Cobb? I think his injury brought his ownership down to a reasonable level, 83%. I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, he was, for, for not walking many hitters, he was pretty inefficient in this start. He lasted four and a third innings because he had already thrown 94 pitches by that point. But, you know, can't complain about the results. It was it was a fine start and reason to at least think about him next week when he goes against the Royals. Okay, Alex Cobb against the Royals next week. Fringy starting pitchers. Uh, Armand Marquez, are you going to trust him next week against the Tigers at home? In Colorado, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um. No, no, I'm not ready to trust him at home. Okay, Sorry, it, when when and I do this. This happens a lot when I'm writing too, against the Tigers at home. Are the Tigers at home or is he yeah. at home? Of course, you're referring to. Uh, so no one Marquez Hyunjin Ryu. Now on our website we have Hyunjin Ryu as a as a two star pitcher. I don't think he's a two star pitcher. They. Oh well, oh the doubleheader. Because of the doubleheader, double he he is. No, okay. I'm sorry, he's not. Yeah, I still don't he's think he a, is. He is not a two star pitcher. Okay, so he's going to be a one star pitcher, I think, at Arizona next week. Hyunjin Ryu. Right, Rich Hill is a two star pitcher, but Hyunjin Ryu is not. Well, he pitched six innings. He only threw 93 pitches. You're going to get 90 pitches from Ryu. Hopefully, you get six out of that. If not, you're getting five. Would you start him in a one star week at the Diamondbacks? I wouldn't, but I do think he hasn't gotten the credit he deserves this year. He's had, you know, 330 ERA. Um, like a lot of pitchers, you'd like him to pitch six innings more consistently, but very few disaster starts in there. He's, he's usually pretty solid. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, just, he's the, the poster child for the five inning start. He and Kenta Maeda. I mean, that's just what they do. That's what those – I mean, the Dodgers really don't know what they're doing, to be honest. They're, like, they really they're, don't. They're no longer on pace to for 117 wins. They're only on pace for 116 oh. wins, which would only tie the major league record. So You know what I was looking at yesterday? <laughs> I, I was looking at who's on the Dodgers DL for something separate I was doing. Right now, currently, on the Dodgers DL, Clayton Kershaw, Cody Bellinger, Hugh Darvish, Alex Wood. and I mean, you throw in Brandon McCarthy and Scott Kazmir. So you got Kershaw, Darvish, Wood, McCarthy, and Casimir. That's a like a team has that starting rotation from start to finish. It's going to the playoffs probably, mm-hmm. and that's on the DL currently for the Dodgers. And they've won, you know, eight of their last ten games. Seven. Normally, when you see those caliber of players on the DL for one team, you're making apologies for why they had such a bad year. And the Dodgers are it's it's unbelievable. Their organization is outstanding. They've done a. I mean, look, they spend a lot. They spend a lot, but that doesn't guarantee you success. And they've had so many injuries. Every year their rotation is like this. Not like this, this, but every year their rotation is banged up, and they always get through it. And uh, they've turned Justin Turner into something incredible. Uh, good for them. Good for them. Uh, last fringy starting pitcher was Martin Perez, who's actually been very good in three of his last four starts. I just doubt you care about that, right? And Perez is the the Astros on the road next week. I didn't even put it on my notes here, Adam. I don't care about it at all. Okay. Guess who the most added player in, is in our leagues? 
The most added player is Byron Buxton. He's no, third. No, three's Hoskins. Yeah, he's like sixth. Uh, Buxton's third. Luke Weaver is the most added player, up 32%. Nicky Delmonico, 29% added. He's now 36% owned. Dylan Batances, 72% owned. I don't know. I don't think Chapman's all that close to getting that job back. And maybe not. Yeah, so Batances and Robertson should get some saves. And then Edwin Jackson is number five. We're getting a lot of questions about Edwin Jackson. 59% owned. Do you think Edwin Jackson is good? No. You remember when Matt Latos had a stretch like this last year? I think it was for the Nationals also, wasn't it? Possibly. Gosh, I don't remember. But I didn't even remember yeah. that Steven Strasburg made a start last week, so what the hell do I know? I don't know. It may have actually been two years ago for Latos, but no, this is this is not Edwin Jackson turning over a new leaf. Yeah, be careful. Just... <laughs> be careful with Edwin Jackson. Is he two starts? He is. Miami at home, Milwaukee on the road next week. I just wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't be prudent. No, no. 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 Maybe in like an NL-only points league, I'd go for it, but that's it. Well, Scott, let's look at the two-star pitchers for next week that do include good old Edwin Jackson. So, uh, let's see. We might have some Coors Field effect here at the top. I know Justin Verlander is a one-star pitcher at Coors Field. Are you going to start him? Verlander I'm at I'm not Colorado. going to flatly say yes, but I probably will in most of the leagues where I own him. Okay. Okay, he's, so I don't know that any, so of the, dominant lately. any of the good two-star pitchers are at Colorado, so you can start them. Um, Dylan Bundy, Seattle at home and Toronto on the road. Now, are they going to give him regular rest or what? Because he's been so good on extended rest. I don't know. I was actually going through the rotations before the podcast, putting together uh, my two-start pitcher rankings, which means kind of filling in the gaps for all the pitching rotations the upcoming week. And um, currently the Orioles have six rotation members because Chris Tillman got a turn over the weekend. And the fact that Bundy's innings are escalating, it would kind of make sense for them to stick with that. So I am not counting on two starts for Bundy this week. Now he's been good enough lately that you may want to start him anyway against the Rays. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, against the Mariners. Yeah, either one. But but I wouldn't count on two starts. Oh, Scott. We have to do we have to sit Zach Godley. Zach Godley is home against the Dodgers and at the Rockies. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to. Really? I can't do that to my guy. Maybe I'd start him as a reliever in a point. I feel league. like it's, I've waited forever for the the two start week for God, <laughs> and these are the matchups he gets. Thank you. Michael Fulmer is actually a two star pitcher at Colorado and home against the Indians, so that's a tough call. Yeah, I'm thinking no. Yeah, probably I'd probably do it. Maybe not in roto, maybe not in categories, but certainly in points. Trevor Bauer at the Yankees and at Detroit. You kept telling me these pitchers were I thought they were. I I really thought they were. I guess the Indians are playing seven games next week. They are because of a doubleheader. Oh, see, that's the thing. The doubleheader's screwing me up. It it looks like the way the off day lines up, uh, that he will indeed make two starts, Bauer. So uh, I think I'd do it in points leagues, not in Roto. Will you roll the dice on Jeff Samarja at San Diego and home against St. Louis? 
Yes. How about how about Yolisha Seen? Ooh. Two home starts for Shasin. They are against the Giants and the Dodgers. But he has an injury with his pitching hand. Yes. A minor thing. Swelling. He did it day to day. Might be able to make those two starts. But considering what what it takes for me to work myself up to starting Shasin, I don't think I want to do it. What it takes by Aerosmith. Yes or no? (laughs) You like it? Sing it for me. Tell me what it takes to start Chassine. I don't think I know that one. That doesn't sound familiar. Uh, tell me what it takes to let you go is the real line. Oh, it's a good, it's a great song. I love that one. One of their better, one of the songs that has the best, uh, the, the highest upgrade when they play it live compared to on the album. It's a really good live song. Uh, Fine observation from you. Thank you. Better than when I sing it, that's for sure. So, I don't know. Shasin's good at home all the time. So, even against the Dodgers, he was fine at home. So, in a points league, you know, in a roto league, he might not give you good ratios. All right, whatever. You heard you heard what Scott said. Mike Fires has the Rangers and the Mets at home. I think I'm going to do it. Do Two it. Two good starts in a row. His curveball's spinning, and he's kind of winning. Do it and let the English see you do it, Scott. Now some pitchers who are available in more than 40% of CBSSports.com leagues. Edwin Jackson, that was Braveheart, by the way. Edwin Jackson, Luke Weaver, Matt Moore, Ian Kennedy. I haven't seen Braveheart. What did you just I, say? I, I know I should. I feel like this should? is a gap in my... Should? It's really long, right? It's three hours long. Time... It's, the, it's the best movie I've ever seen. It's my favorite movie. It's your favorite movie. I, absolute... You're not the first person I've heard say that. Absolute favorite. One of the best movies I've ever seen. Definitely my favorite. I thought The Godfather was your favorite. No. Now, The Godfather's okay. a better movie, but Braveheart I like Also a long movie that I sat through because of you. And? And it, it was, it was good. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not knocking The Godfather. But. Did I tell you about The Shield? You sat, you watched seven seasons of The Shield. That's a hell of a lot longer than Braveheart. Yeah. I'm, I'm more, I'm the kind of the, the place we are with TV right now, where everything is serialized and it's just one long ongoing story and you know, it's darker. The quality of the writing's so good. Like movies, I'm finding more and more are a letdown by comparison. Oh, absolutely. We are in the TV, the golden age of TV. Sh- uh, I don't like they're not not sitcoms. Like that was probably that was way back. We are in the golden yeah. age of TV dramas, without yeah, question. And it, it's it's kind of like reading a great novel versus a short story. I mean, there are some great short stories out there, but by and large. Gonna enjoy the novels more. So listen, Scott. I I like a lot of TV shows. There are none as good as Braveheart. None. Okay. Friday night, you're not doing a damn thing. You got pregnant <laughs> wife. You're not going out. You got a kid. When they go to sleep, you put on Braveheart and you watch it. Uh, I'll be really tired tomorrow because of how long I'm staying up watching. Saturday. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Uh, I got things to do on Saturday. All right, here we go. So these four pitchers, we like Luke Weaver, even if he's a one-star guy. So these three pitchers, uh, no, we don't like Edwin Jackson. So these two pitchers, Matt Moore, <laughs> at, Matt Moore is interesting, at San Diego, home against St. Louis, Ian Kennedy, Tampa Bay at home at Minnesota. Definitely not Kennedy. He has blown my trust and has like a five-fifth this year. Matt Moore has been better lately. And these are two big parks he's pitching in, good matchups. 
I think if I was desperate to, to, to shoehorn an extra start into my lineup, I could see starting Matt Moore. But by and large, on the whole, I think I just used by and large a couple minutes ago. On the whole, I don't trust Matt Moore. Uh, by and large, I don't trust Jaime Garcia. I wouldn't start him. Cleveland and the Red Sox at home. Uh, Not a chance. Yeah. All right, Icky at Philadelphia and at the Cubs. Interesting in points leagues. That'd be the only format where I consider it, though. Mike Montgomery, Pittsburgh and Atlanta. I'm skeptical he's actually going to make two starts because I think when John Lester went on the DL, they were saying just a turn or two. So may make one, but I want to count on the second from Montgomery. Definitely not going to start Sensatella. Definitely not going to start Zimmerman. Uh, I don't think you can trust Wade Miley. Seattle and Toronto at home. Nope. No. Uh, what about nope. Andrew Kashner at Houston and home against the Angels? No, no. He's going to get destroyed one of these days. It's gonna, it's like it has to happen. Uh, Paul Blackburn at the Angels at the Mariners. Well, he has. He may not make two starts either because he's a little banged up. I think. And in fact, I'd bet on him not making two starts. Trevor he, he Williams may not even make one. Trevor Williams at the Cubs and home against the Reds. No, matchups aren't quite good enough for me to take that leap. I don't know who else there would be at this point. Heaney, Garza, Perdomo, Sims, Pruitt, Shields. Shields at Minnesota and home against Tampa Bay. Mark Leiter. Mark Leiter against Atlanta and at Miami. No, Miami has a really good offense, but it is a big park. You know, Mike, Mark Leiter, since we dropped down to the below the 60% threshold, uh, well, I guess Luke Weaver's technically below that. But, you know, compared to guys like Jaime Garcia, even like Ari Dickey and Matt Moore, Leiter might be my favorite. What about Shields? No. Okay. No, there's, there's still seems, he's been better lately, but it still seems like there's a ton of risk there. All right. Let's take a look at today's matchups and see who we're starting and sitting. I will skip the obvious ones. And internet, whenever you feel like, thank you. Ariel Miranda, CC Sabathia, M's at Yankees. I'll take a bath. Ooh, okay. Jose Quintana, Jared Eikhoff. Was that weird? I'll take a bath. Sure. No, it's fine. Now it's weird that I'm picturing it now, but Jose Quintana <laughs> and Jared Eikhoff. Uh, Quintana's great. Eikhoff, not so much. Jacob deGrom, AJ Cole. deGrom, yes, Cole, no. Twins at Blue Jays, Bartolo Colon, J Hap. I could roll the dice on Hap. Not Cologne, though. I said I was going to skip the obvious ones. I haven't done that. O's no. at Red Sox. Jeremy Hellickson, Rick Porcello. I'll, I'll cello it up. <laughs> there you go. Ivan Nova at Robert Stevenson. Pirates at Reds. Not particularly motivated to start either. Nova's not the worst choice, but I'd rather not. <clears throat> Travis Wood. Adam Conley. I don't trust Adam Conley. He's not throwing nearly as hard as he did last year. I know he's coming off a great start, and this is a great matchup, but seems too risky. Jason Vargas at Cleveland against Ryan Merritt. Is that his name? Yep. Well, definitely not Merritt. Probably not Vargas either. Okay. Rockies better at, than Nova, though. Rockies at Braves. Chad Bettis, Julio Tehran. Detroit at the White Sox. Verlander at Marco Gonzalez. 
could have skipped this one, Adam. It was obvious. Jake Odorizzi and Michael Waka tonight. I will start Waka. The Giants are at the Diamondbacks. Ty Block, Zach Greinke. Adam. The Rangers are at the A's. Nick Martinez and Kendall Graveman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> neither. I mean, Graveman, you could you could maybe talk me into it, but no. The Astros are at the Angels. Colin McHugh at Parker Bridwell. I like McHugh still. I'll I'll and and I don't like Bridwell still. I guess some people might be impressed by those numbers, but I don't think there's a lot backing up the seven and one record, two ninety two ERA. Team name Tuesday on a Friday. Bridwell Angel. Bridwell. I'm not sure I get the reference. Stillwell Angel. From, uh, Still not sure I get the of their own. Stillwell was the kid. The oh, little okay. kid. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that movie enough. I've seen it more than once. My goodness. But it's been a long time. All right. Too long. Brewers at Dodgers. Chase Anderson, Kenta Maeda. Give me both. Both disease. And let's read some emails to finish the show. Mm, Jonathan in New Jersey. Hey, Hank, Jimmy, Tommy, and Pauly. I don't know who that is. So many Hank, options. Jimmy. Sounds like like mobsters. That's exactly what right? Oh, it's yeah, it's Goodfellas. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell you a little something about Goodfellas, Scott. As soon as I don't want to spoil it for anybody. As soon as one of the main character dies toward the end, you know, one that everybody loves, the movie just movie just takes a nosedive. It gets like <laughs> it gets like straight up bad. The, the yeah. last 20 minutes or so. Um, I don't remember a lot of the details, but I was less than impressed. It's great for like two hours and then not so yeah. much. Okay, so uh, Jonathan asks, do you think Curtis Granderson plays every day when Bellinger comes off the DL? No, I don't. I think he sits against at least the majority of left-handers, which is why I don't I don't think he's must-own. I see him as more of a matchups type. Okay. Garrett... Would you drop Eric Thames? This is from Garrett. Would you drop Thames for Domingo Santana, Melky Cabrera, Josh Reddick, or Delino to Shields? Not just to do it. If if it if it seemed like it was going to help my lineup for that week, I wouldn't be afraid to do it. I haven't looked at the matchups yet enough to tell if that's clearly the case for any of these choices. But um I, I don't think it's it's a crazy idea. Dear, I don't have a name for this one. Dear Man on Fire, Training Day, Flight, and Fences. Well, those are all movies, right? Starring. Starring Denzel Washington? Bingo. And I have seen, yeah, they are. Okay. I've seen three of them. I've not seen Flight. I haven't seen any of them. Man, this is, I am, oof. I am choking on the pop culture stuff this podcast. Yeah, you you need to, I I need to see it. But I at least got it right. I got it right. Uh, with a little help, but yeah. I have Andrew McCullers, Alex Wood, and Faria on the DL. Should I drop any of them for Mike Leake or Chase Anderson? My playoffs start on September 4th. So McCullers, Alex Wood, Faria, would you drop any of them for Chase Anderson? McCullers, by the way, rehab start today. Uh, you, I, think I don't you, like the idea of dropping any of them. You drop like Faria. Of... You drop Faria for, for Anderson. I know you. That's what I was building up to. Yeah. yeah, I think I'd do it. They're close enough, I think, when healthy, that even if even if Faria does come back and pitches well, it won't be 
something you regret greatly. Craig Sherman from Middletown, Delaware. Oh, I already read this one. Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, a two-star – oh, I read another Cra- – you stuck two emails in here, Craig. All right, that's fine. <laughs> two-star Luke Weaver or one-star Tanaka and Rodon – or Rodon. Jeez. I can tell you who Tanaka plays in a moment. I can tell you this guy is a good pitching staff. He can only start one of these three. Tanaka has the Red Sox at home. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and Rodon has the Twins or the Rays. I am going to say he has the Rays. Ooh, Rays have a lot of left-handed bats. Mm, but Weaver might make two starts. I'm going to lean Rodon here. going to lean Rodon. Over Tanaka? Yeah. Okay. With that matchup, yeah. All right. John in Boston, should I start Justin Verlander at Colorado or a two-start Yalisha Seen? I would rather start Verlander, actually. Wow, okay. We answered Reggie's, Reggie's questions, so we actually have a grade the trade from Sean. Dynasty. Trade. Yeah, Dynasty. Ooh, five okay. by five league with quality starts instead of wins. Give up a $2 Fulmer and a $1 Tyone. So three bucks for Fulmer and Tyone, giving that up for a $36 Madison Bumgarner. And he has money to spend, money to spare. Uh, this is, these are the kinds of trades I, I live to make in dynasty leagues. Uh, assuming it's, you know, you can keep everybody you can afford and there's very little roster turnover. I mean, those are, those are two, neither is as good as Bumgarner, of course, Fulmer and, and Tyone, but they're both quality pitchers that you're going to keep for a long time at those costs. Uh, you know, depending exactly how the salary escalation rules work, but I think it'll take them a long time to get to where they're unaffordable starting that low. And Bumgarner, I'm not sure you'd keep. It'd be a, it'd be a close call. You might keep him at that price, but probably not beyond this year. So I would absolutely take that deal. I give it again in a dynasty context, factoring in the different the difference in salaries. I will give it a a minus. Now listen, folks. Scott's a great fantasy analyst. He's he's so knowledgeable about prospects. It just you can ask him anything, he'll give you an answer. One thing you can't do though is give him grade the trades because he just doesn't seem to know which side is getting what. Uh, ah! Our emailer here, Sean, is giving up Fulmer and Tayo to get Bumgarner. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, you know. All right, then it's a D minus. D minus. I could give some extra credit if you feel like Bumgarner's the piece you need to 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 get you over the top and win you a championship. But even then, the highest I could go is C-minus. Okay. Scott just ripped your trade. Don't let him buddy up after that. Uh, thank you, Scott. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Braveheart. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> okay. For me, it's preseason football. Ooh, all the way. Okay, everybody, I appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it helped. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Monday morning. Herrera, Cabrera, don't let the bandits scare ya. Luchado, 